don't know if I could turn it on and off like that. Yep, that was a non sequitur. I don't know what that means either. I know. I know what I said. You guys all stuck. Really, I didn't think it through, and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was a light penis. A light dick, you mean. Just a little light dick music. Just in case we do anything infectious. I mean, how much trouble can we really get into? Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is the show where we play Call of Cthulhu and record it and post it on the internet for you to hopefully enjoy. Once again, before we get started, a reminder that a few of us are going to be at Chaosium Con very shortly. When this show drops, it will be in mere days. That's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Thursday, Friday, Friday and Saturday, April 8th and 9th. With that, let's get started. Uh, my name is Arthur. I'm playing Franny. Rick is out tonight on uh, a little adventure. <laughs> Everybody else is here. Chris is playing John. Scott is Culligan. Emily's Joe. Wayne is Rutherford. And as always, our keeper is Michael, the one making faces on YouTube video. Michael, show's all yours. Hi, I'm Michael. Thank you for joining us under the library. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, please don't be dissuaded by the fact that I always screw this part up. But um, this is our disclaimer that uh, we have reintroduced cannibalism, uh, lots of swear words, and the cannibal chickens eating chicken is cannibalism. I thought we decided that last week. It's true. It, yeah. Not actually a chicken. <laughs> and we ate the chicken. Yeah, well, you're going to pay for that. And <laughs> speaking of, probably some bodily functions will be... Uh, anyway. All right. Bodily uh, harm, horrible violence. Yes. Terrible things. Basically mature themes by immature people. And with that, I, I kind of made it through this one. Did you? No. No? No. <laughs> no. That was Let the usual me take derailment. Over yeah, please do. With last week's summary. Thank you. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> so as we began last week... Franny was at the diner, Rutherford was at Dick's, Cully stopped at home and then headed for the general store. John hoses down and changes into Dick's clothes. Joe is at the general store working for Belinda, where she steals a tomato and some 2X binoculars, and of course brings along her special book. John heads into the general store and meets Belinda, six foot two, muscly and a little bit curt. She charges him 48 cents for a can of beans. Should have been 35. Uh, he bought a few cans and also some gum. And Joe feels bad, so also steals him an extra can of beans. Culligan, Joe, and Boone arrive at the Classic. And that is the theater where the show will be this evening. I got to interrupt for a second. So just to recap, one of our characters ate a can of beans and <laughs> chicken that came from somebody's nether regions. Just clarifying. That is an incorrect statement. It was pocket chicken. No nether regions were specified. And half a can of beans. I split the beans with Culligan. Cool. Okay. Keep going. Good. Good. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. So... Arriving at the classic, they hear an animated conversation in the foyer. One voice is clearly John Levine, the theater owner, eccentric mustachioed character, a busybody. And he says, why would I want that? 
as we realize the other voice wants to sell him chicken, patented greaseless fried chicken from Bello Poulet, who is dressed as a chicken, wearing pants with suspenders. May he and rest smells in peace soon. Of fried chicken. Boone, Joe, and Culligan eat his pocket chicken and uh, discover that he has indeed produced greaseless chicken. And then there was mention of poultry geist, but I did not write all of the context around that. Franny joins the group, says that this seems like a terrible idea. And Dick and Rutherford also join. We all head into the theater. Rutherford breaks off trying to get a different view and has some encounters with two large gentleman guards on doors at either side of the front of the hall. Tries to persuade them to let him pass, but he is rebuffed. And uh, then tries to kneel one of them in the crotch, but he is blocked. Crotch blocked. Precisely. We have front row seats, and Franny has very fancy binoculars, which she does not, perhaps does not need in these seats. Levine walks on stage, confidently welcomes the audience, and introduces the opening act, Lana Perret. She is like a brunette Dolly Parton, and she has a beautiful deep voice. Her singing is breathtaking. Then Casper, the main event, enters in his black cape and his voice fills the whole theater. His assistant is Miss Sarah Banner. Joe volunteers for his card trick well into the show. And she helps him by kicking around some cards and mixing them up. And he ends up waving his arms and builds a tower as if directing an orchestra and then brings his hand down and the tower disappears to end act one. Franny may have seen a glint of a mirror from the side of the stage as act two opens. Muscovane appears to be sitting on thin air. Boone is convinced it's an old mirror trick. There's a sound of a crash and screams from the back of the theater. And there are spirits that Muscovane has supposedly summoned from around the world. Joe feels incredibly uncomfortable and cowers on the floor. Muscovane demands that the audience asks the spirits questions. Cully asks, how'd you do the trick with the cards? Child, he did not make that tower. I did, says the spirit. Boone asks, who's going to win the World Series this year? And uh, they ask who he wants. He says the White Sox. Franny asks, how did my great uncle die? And with a success on a luck roll, we ended our session. Yeah. That's very well, exciting. That's all I've got. It was a particularly good recap this week. It was. Well, it really you. was. Yeah. In fact, as I was hearing it, I was like, wow, I wish I could keep her as well as you recap. <laughs> oh. So do we. Kidding. Oh. Kidding. The joke. Oh. The joke. Oh. You're an amazing keeper. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I just and couldn't resist we... that T ball. Oh. <laughs> it was that's set right up there for me. I had to hit it. Oh, hey, funny. it's okay, Franny, because I think that you're up right now because you just asked the question of the spirits. I did. Yeah. And let's get this session started off with a nice old sanity roll, shouldn't we? Okay. 
Excellent. For everyone or just for Franny? Oh no, just for just for the sweet T ball player right out there in, in sweet left tea. field. <laughs> uh, We're gonna hit her a nice pop fly. Okay, so I gotta find my character sheet though. Uh there's Franny. Okay, here we go. Sanity roll. We'll be printing your name on the back of a white sock strip. That's probably not very good. Uh nope, that is definitely not a make. <laughs> and I'm already down some sanity. Oh god, oh, I'm down is... a lot of sanity. How the hell did I lose eight sanity already? Did you really? Apparently. When did you lose I eight? I Rem- remember. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, great historian up in the corner there. Yeah, working on it. Um, oh. Can I ask the spirit in the ceiling? Did <laughs> <laughs> I lose insanity? We've like barely been in this campaign. I have no idea how you lost sanity. That's yeah. good. That would be. Wow. All right. Well, that's. I fun. don't think anyone's lost any sanity. Well, maybe, maybe you yeah. deducted well, for things that happened in the real world. I think you swapped something. I think you swapped a stat. I, I think something oh, was okay. particularly low, and you gave up some sanity for it. Uh, maybe hmm. in a sidebar, not okay. on the show. Okay. I, I think you made some character adjustments. What's your overall sanity? Uh, over, starting is forty, and I'm currently thirty-two. Hmm. And how? Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Franny, let's see what you're down to. Okay. Aw, you're lucky. Okay. So uh, just to recap, right, there's the faces in the mist above the stage. You're staring up at them and you ask. Uh, Franny, uh, how did my great uncle die? And so for the for everybody watching, you see the mists kind of coalesce into uh, this this coffin being uh, uh, in the in the ground and some Western looking individuals shoveling dirt on it. And it plays out visually uh, in, in a pretty kind of generic tone, but on the whole pretty amazing because right you're seeing this moving image in the mist of um the dirt being thrown on the coffin and these westerners which it it looks really old and the mist kind of distorts the image anyway so it's pulling it apart and you know you can almost visualize kind of this cinematic moment right that's what the theater's seeing franny you grip the arm chair, the arms on the chair that you're sitting in, and everything in front of you goes black. And you hear in your ears, you hear, Jack Crab, you're going to meet your maker. You're going to meet him now. Ha 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 ha. And, uh, you see this man fall to his knees and a what appears to be some sort of black appendage wrap around and grab his ankle. And as it does, it drags him across the floor. And in the background, you keep hearing this Jack Crab screamed over and over. Um, but the, the man being dragged by the black tentacle his mouth is saying something much different. And 
it's almost like this auditory pan where the Jack Crab screams move into the background and you very clearly hear this man being dragged say, Millie, it, it was all my fault. Uh, uh, sorry, I got messed up in it. You go on now, Millie. You go on now. And about that time, he's pulled across this dirt floor and you can't see what it was, but this large kind of amorphous set of teeth snaps his head and blood spurts out the neck and the corpse falls to the ground. And then the laughter in the background gets really loud again. <laughs> and then you hear it kind of trail off in the, the distance and then everything evaporates. The audience is clapping. They're just like, Oh my goodness, they just saw this incredible kind of cinematic thing above the stage of this Western burial. And uh, you're actually sweating. Uh, you, you only lose one point of sanity, uh, but you're, you're just wondering if this could be real. That was freaking amazing. That was really cool. Yeah. Okay, that Randy's was easy because I was just doing what y'all did like, you know, <laughs> four months ago okay <laughs> all right well franny's gonna be completely silent staring straight ahead okay all right uh the rest of y'all have just seen kind of this cinematic vision in the mist and uh it coalesces back into this face which is just kind of that you know amazing moment anyway and a third voice right we had the really kind of high voice and then there was the low voice and now as the mist uh, coalesces one more time, uh, it takes on a whole different tone. And in fact, uh, let's see, make, make one more sanity roll for me. Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, did you blow no, that one no. too? That... That is Did you a, get a 99? I got exactly a 99. <gasps> You're so wonderful. Franny. Okay. I got a 99. Yes, it oh, is a short How perfect. <laughs> okay. Going to see a magic show and you come out a gibbering <laughs> idiot. <Right. Ooh. laughs> All right. So y'all see it recoalesce. Have uh do you have any pictures of your great uncle? Do you know what he looked like? This is this is a, <laughs> this is a good moment to I, think about our backstory I, here. I wouldn't think there would be pictures unless he there was a newspaper clipping. They had uh, yeah, newspaper. They had also they had photography and I would think with your with his mechanical bench. Yeah, he was so into okay. technology and mechanical yeah. stuff. I yeah. can imagine he'd All right, okay. not want his photograph taken. Yeah, e I mean, easy you know, to have been... like a newspaper article that's, you know, the inventor of Yeah, of uh, the doorbell. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the can of beans notification delivery system. Yeah, it, it was more like that, but in this yeah. amount of time, people would have figured out it was the doorbell. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes a lot of sense. And it, for everybody else, Franny has been researching her great uncle. That, that's why she went to college, is so that she could okay. do scientific research uh, so that she could get access to all the libraries and all the research opportunities to, to try and figure out more about her great uncle. Mm -hmm. So, sure, right. yeah, that makes sense. 
Okay. So for you, Franny, the clouds or the mist shapes into his face. It's it's too harrowingly distinct. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody else it kind of maintains that form. And the voice comes out from beyond and it says, um I Millie and I are here, and we, we could uh, we could answer one more question for anybody in the audience, right, Millie? Oh, oh okay, just one more though, right? Oh, 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 okay. And so everybody else hears this. Um, you start to shake and tremble, mm-hmm. uh, and your, your heart's actually beating, and you just feel the sweat kind of trickle does anybody want to ask uh this this face in the clouds one last question will cats actually eat a dead body (laughs) (laughs) where did that come from lloyd lloyd yeah no no, that's what i was called oh my god well well it's 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 funny that you should wait i just do i notice um the distress let's see uh dick is sitting next to her and then make a spot hidden i'm gonna say this is gonna have to be a hard one though just because you're pretty focused on what's going on in stage and uh, this the level of fear she's in is is paralyzing uh, i got a regular success not yeah a so success. i i'm gonna say you're pretty you're pretty just focused on what's ahead of you because uh you know, you might sense something that's off, but there's just so much going on in this moment, right? This may be one of the greatest stage tricks ever presented at this time. Uh, but pretty- you might notice Joe's distress because she's still on the floor, curled up in a ball, oh. muttering, it's going to be okay. Everything's fine. It's fine. Oh, no. What, so should I roll again to see if I notice Joe's distress? Uh Sure floor in a ball no no oh you're a bad friend (laughs) (laughs) oh i think or like i'm just dumbfounded right (laughs) like especially if anything i would have my notebook out trying to capture everything that i'm seeing right uh so uh, as you as you hear this as you see this face and you hear this voice it's just You've all of a sudden heard your great uncle. It's a mix, right, of excitement, but also incredible disbelief. And so, right. And so he, the voice is up there, and it says, "Well, uh, Millie, should I should I tell them that story? Oh, oh, oh good. I'll I'll tell them that story. Yes. It's funny you should ask this question because uh, the the town I was in." Uh, there, there was this store owner, and the the store owner you see one day. Well, um, he had a lot of cats, and um, best as I can tell, uh, after one of my experiments, uh, should I go so far? I don't want to be responsible for this, Millie, but I, I did. Yes. Well, anyway, after one of my experiments, I believed it caused a hallucinogenic reaction in his cats that somehow possibly they sniffed something that I had oxidized and these cats. Well, is it too much? Do you think they can handle it? Can y'all handle this? I have to ask the audience before I go on. Yes. Woo. Tell us more. 
Well, the cats in their in their frenzied state, they, they went back and they attacked the man. I don't know exactly what the cats believed he was, but in their hallucinating state, they probably believed he was quite monstrous. A nice, nice man, too, about the town. He used to provide us all with, well, all of our necessary supplies. And uh, they did indeed both attack him and consume parts of his flesh. That's why even now in the spirit world, I don't keep too many cats around. (laughs) And as y'all are kind of all nodding along, uh, you can take two more points of sanity damage and then pass out in your seat. Okay. Uh, Casper Muscovane, uh, and and we'll, we'll talk about later what kind of some of the after effects of that experience, that 99 are going to be. Yeah. But don't see... Don't be surprised if that uncle's face doesn't show up elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, and it's and gonna be so, muttering Jack Crab for the next couple hours. Yes. <laughs> and so Casper, Casper at that point, as everybody just kind of like, I, I, you know, the spirit God just talked about cats eating somebody's face. Right. And so as, as he's concluding, nobody kind of knows what to do in the audience. Like, do you applaud that? Do you, <laughs> you know? And so Casper appears on stage and the lights from the back shine on him very quickly. The mist dissolves and he says, Thank you, oh great spirits, for blessing us with your presence today. We appreciate your knowledge from beyond and welcome all again. Let's hear it for our spirit visitors. And he throws his hand out to the audience. Uh, we could. Okay. I'm screaming and hooting and hollering, and I've got my notebook under my arm, and I'm just. <coughs> I'm going crazy for this. It's the best thing I've seen in my entire life. Okay. And as as y'all do the, 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 his cape flies out behind him. Uh, The lights blink and for, for maybe two seconds, right? Like almost like somebody covered them and then just removed the covering. They didn't even turn them on and off. And in that moment, he's, disappeared and his cape is just fluttering to the bottom of the stage and everybody's applauding and the whole auditorium i'm applauding and at this point i'm gonna go joe did you see that that's the best thing ever and so now when i see you (laughs) when i i turn over to look at you and i see you and now i'm gonna get down so that i can find out what's going on with you are the the beings the beings from the other realm are they gone did you see that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life? Are they gone? Are they gone? I'm gonna get up. They're gone. They, okay. Yeah, I'll stay. I'll okay. sort of help you up and stand okay. up. Okay. Great. Gone Are we in the front, in the front row? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, I might have missed the end. <laughs> that was amazing. That's I got to ask. I got seen. to ask two questions. That's the most attention I, I anyone's to paid to me in years. Those are good. The cat question is the best question in the world. I never would have thought of that one. You're a brilliant uh, man. Rutherford gets up and ju- goes forward and jumps on stage. Okay. 
going for the, he's going to grab the cloak. He wants to see the cloak because to him, there has to be some, you know, his egghead things going and sure. the trick. So he's thinking by being quick, um, it will reveal something about what's going on because that's why they were there. And Dick was there because he turns to his friend, Dick, he says, I'm going to find out more, you know, in his kind of jittery way of just doing things. And he jumps on stage to get the cloak because I guess it wasn't would have been too far. And he's pretty darn he's pretty nimble. Okay. And, and so, yeah, make a stealth roll. Stealth. Oh. I wasn't really big and stealthy. But. <laughs> oh goodness. It's, it's, more, it's more to just see how how long you have here. Oh, okay. Alrighty. This is this is a luxury moss wall behind Wayne as he's checking out his role. This moss wall was developed in a lab. Go ahead. What you got? I missed it. Okay. I have a pretty low stealth. I don't really stealth. That's okay. So you hop on stage and the cloak is about 10 feet in front of you. And um, you, you're able to kind of look to the left and the right. You see... Uh, almost uh I, the best word would be like a wooden tree but you know something that all the hoops hang on and oh boy what's that word that <laughs> word i'm just gonna work around it for a minute. <laughs> all of the the things that the magician uses during his show oh, oh, thank you yes that's a good word all the props are kind of hanging on this <laughs> and yeah. then uh, you know another side that uh, seems to have some tables and things like that. So you can just kind of see the edges of the stage from where you're at. Things that would have been rolled on and off the stage throughout the evening. And then what Rutherford wants to do, because that would be a logical thing, he spins around and he wants to look out to the audience for the view that uh, Casper was getting and looking further you know, back and up in case there was you know, lights, signals, things like that. Like obviously, you know, obvious trick things. Okay, make a brawl roll. Brawl. <laughs> that good. You're getting tackled. Uh, pretty brawly, ish. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to roll like exceptionally well, just so you know. No, I missed it. I just. Oh. Okay. So uh, as you as you look out into the audience and everybody's just you know talking to each other just like y'all were and people are still clapping and all of a sudden you stare right up into the spotlight and i mean it just hits you square in the eyes uh, like looking into a strobe and you're blinded for a moment and as you're blinded you feel an arm loop through yours on either side and you hear you hear that familiar voice, right? And it says, you know, I had a problem with you earlier. I tried to tell you to get lost, and now you're going to get lost. And they just take you and they throw you off the stage onto the floor and make a dex roll. All right. Oh, my God, I'm not rolling very good. That's a... Uh... Yeah, you and me both, man. I was a... Uh... I missed it only by eight, but a normal, yeah. Okay. And so they throw you to the ground. They don't kind of throw you up in the air. They really kind of give you a good shove down. 
And as you do, you land on one of your knees and it just aches. The pain just kind of shoots right up your sciatica into your side and uh, it radiates all along and you're, you're hobbling to get up. You can take two points of damage for it. Sure. While the guards are distracted, I'd like to turn to Cully and say, I'm going to go check this place out and then run for one of those stealth for one of those doors. Okay. And I'll run over and and see if Rutherford is okay. I just want to see how much of a success this is. Um, It's a, it's a hard success. Okay. So is there kind of up on the stage, staring down on him at the floor and they're they're kind of conversing, right? Probably some sort of commentary about, yeah, he tried to kick me in the nuts earlier, but yeah. And so you make it over to the side door to the stage. Nice. And slip through the door. Yeah, it's locked. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then I might run back where I was before I'm seen. Okay. And I with don't your really hard want stealth direct roll. confrontation. Yeah, they just take you and go snap a doodle doo. Ah, she's a kid. She can... <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll say, you <laughs> damn dirty. Did we already talk? Shake my fist at him. <laughs> Rutherford, are you okay? You tell your friend, you tell him to stay off the stage. It's not for him. Well, he's just a curious type. He didn't mean no harm. Uh Uh-huh. Keep your curiosity down in the seats where it belongs. And I said, "Uh, John, I'm fine. Don't worry what they say. They're not important people. Don't don't worry about them. He said, we'll be finding finding the uh, the truth about what's going on around here real, real soon. And don't don't worry about any obstacles that come in front of us. Uh, That's not important. I'll set you up in uh, one of the front row seats so you can stretch your leg out. And then uh, I'll I'll ask Dick, uh, Dick, can you come over and uh, check out Rutherford? No, yes, I will. I will. But I am not the medical doctor, you know. And uh, I said, no, no, no harm. Truly done. Just uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with uh, hobo medicine. Let me uh, let me take a look at it. <laughs> I, think it's pronounced, I think it's pronounced hobo medicine. Medicine, hobo medicine. But I am quite embarrassed that a good friend of mine was treated with such disdain here in theater. I am, I will talk to management about this. I do not approve of my friends being treated this way. And, and I said, yeah. uh, you need, you needn't, uh, you needn't be concerned. Their treatment of me is in, is inconsequential for what, what seems to be going on around here. It's greater than anything we've seen before. You 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 know that, uh, uh, Dick. I'm seeing this. It's bit bit b- bigger. Yes, I believe so too. But what do you see? I did not see anything that I can say. Yes, this is very wrong. It is beyond me. And I, I know what it was. It was magic. And I say I I don't think it's magic. There's some sort of things that aren't logical going on here. My my brain my. And Rutherford is actually ridiculously brilliant. So he's just the the logic is not putting itself together. And there's something um, at play here that is beyond uh, beyond his real sensing. Uh, Joe, Joe, can you make a spot hidden? I meant to make you make a spot hidden over by the door. Absolutely. 
Uh, that is also a hard success. Nice. Uh, I, I forgot to tell you that as you as you banged the door or tried to get it open, mm-hmm. you noticed I, it, it was almost in the lighting. You thought maybe it was a trick or another kind of your eyes doing something wrong, but you you looked down towards the floor and you're almost sure that there was kind of this purpley swirling mist. It was very faint. It was very light, but I, you're you're pretty sure that that's what it was. And and it, you moved your hand through it, and you know maybe it was just droplets of light or droplets of like moisture in the air from the mist that was up there. And it, it, you're kind of trying to talk yourself out of it, but unmistakably, you did see this. Did it look like it was coming under the door or was it just floating in front, like higher up? Make another spot hidden. Let's see how well you investigate this. Uh, That is another hard success. I love my dice tonight. Wow. I think you're going to have to start rolling on camera pretty soon. Okay. Wow. So Michael thinks I'm a big liar. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> that escalated quickly. That this just went from like a, maybe a two or a three to let's just go 11. Michael thinks I I'm mean, a big fat liar. I mean, you know, that it's is kind of what you were saying. To, uh, calcium. <laughs> that was the subtext of the comment. It was. All right, T-Ball. Keep it in your, <laughs> keep it in your window. Okay. Keep it, keep it in so, your window? Okay. <laughs> All right. What did I see? What did I see? Okay. <laughs> Don't you dance naked in your front window? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> that, that, Keep that, it in that, the window. No, that's, that's, totally, that's totally legal. <laughs> what just happened? What just but happened? If you step outside your window, then you're in trouble. So keep it in your window. Yep. That, that was a really Wait, nice attempt. Um, but what he was trying to say is stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh. Wait a minute. I, I was I was not trying to say stay really? in your lane. You I you really actually was. meant keep it in your window? Because we're all in like our little zoom. We're in a little window on the oh, I got it. I get it. Your, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. okay. Someone needs to ding Michael. <laughs> I, I, I think like he dinged himself. I like the neck. You did too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. Maybe maybe you should make a sanity roll right now, Joe. Uh, why? Yeah, I think you should make a sanity roll. Okay. Uh, that's your that's your back talk sanity roll. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I am rolling so well tonight. Oh. Joe is invincible. Uh oh, don't say that. Don't say it's that. All down I rolled a third. I rolled a 13. That's my right. lowest roll yet I can't yet believe tonight. you said Joe is invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can of beans that, you stole is going to come back. That's when Joe died. Uh, but We're going to get back to Joe in just a second. John, I just want you to know that there's kind of a rumble that just happened in your lower bowels. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was just kind of. Content warning. You're starting to 
You're starting to sweat a little bit sweat, and feel yeah. a little cold on your head. And, and you just it, got that. Uh, Rutherford, is it suddenly hot in here? And uh, I said, it, 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 the temperature seems to be fine there, uh, John. You, you seem a little Mop. bit. Uh, yeah, I'm, it, I'm starting to get a little white. I'm is it like that brow. first that first Monty Python gurgle sound? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right after one thin mint. I've seen worse injuries than this, and they haven't uh, made me feel so weak need. Whew. And about gonna... that time, it, it rumbled like kind of right to left in your lower stomach. And then uh, about that time, as you say it, it rumbles back the other way and and you just kind of start to naturally clinch a little bit you're like oh man is this gonna be like alien and he's gonna have a chicken a chicken first out of his stomach <laughs> oh my god oh. a little billow rolls one like, way like right out way. of his stomach like a little rick in I, a chicken yeah, exactly a little billow poulet chicken <laughs> i told i told rick away. that if we were filming tomorrow, we were gonna just fry him and call it the whole thing an April Fool's joke and start over from scratch. But yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, being a hobo and uh, you know, use the whole of nature is my toilet. Without thinking, I duck behind a row, hug <laughs> my pants down, squat, <laughs> and just. Let loose and oh. let the cleanup crew worry about it. <laughs> okay. And then I see everyone looking at me and realize. No, no one's oh. looking. Everyone is intentionally looking the other direction. <laughs> no one's looking. Can, can I X card a player? Is that a thing? Yes. Like, can I just yes. like, wow. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> And so it just it comes rushing out under the the sea into the aisle. God damn it, John! What are you doing? What? Why do you do this here in theater? This is awful. Oh oh my god! I I haven't been in a theater in decades. I forgot it. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I'm running away screaming. Yeah. Franny, oh, the whole that's, theater that's bringing Franny no, back. The, no, the whole theater on, screaming and Franny, here. it's like smelling salts, right? It yep. just punches you in the face and you go from this very vivid dream of your uncle and fear, right? Like your whole dream uh, after you last saw your uncle uh, or Harold, I guess we could just call him by name mm-hmm. after your whole last dream of Harold, right? Uh, this you're being chased by this amorphous kind of shadowy black figure. And, and now I'm being chased by an amorphous shadowy brown fe- <laughs> creature. <laughs> right. And, and you could, you almost could start to smell the creature. And then all of a sudden it was just the pungent aroma of, uh, fecal, fecal John. So are we going to have to roll for sanity rolls? Cause the smell of the yeah. Food? Is no, there... y'all, y'all are all heading towards the back of the theater. I'm running at... away screaming, and I'm grabbing Joe, just... and I'm like, we got to get out of here. Wait, yeah. so wait, let me, let me, door I can run out of? Let me go back a couple of minutes, Joe, as you're standing next to this mist, kind of rolling your hand through it right before <laughs> you, he- you hear the great slushy from John. Um, you're, there's kind of this relief work along the base of the wall. And 
as you as you run your fingers across it, you realize that there's they're they're really hard to see, especially in the light. But there's actually tiny holes, and they're not necessarily close together. There's one every few inches. You're not certain, but they could they could easily have produced the mist. Oh, How as you're odd. as you're really searching this, you get knocked over by a rush of people, and then uh, the smell just hits you. And <laughs> Culligan's grabbing you by the arm, lifting you up, and moving you towards the back of the theater, away from the yeah. Street. Yeah. Away from the poo. I'm trying Away to rescue from you from the poo. The long john? <laughs> <laughs> you shat in I the theater. I can't believe you shat in the theater. I can't do anything with y'all. I've got I, a well, man pull, in a chicken suit and you shitting in a theater. <laughs> I, I pull up my pants and I just uh, run out with everyone else. Open. <laughs> all they all they could see is the top of my head. No, you, so you didn't wipe your ass. And these That's are what I was going to say. You're going to have to pay for not wiping. I just want you to know. And these are Dick's clothes you're wearing. Yes. I know. <laughs> That's what he gets for giving his clothes to a hobo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, what are the, what are the got irritable bowel syndrome. What what with this explosion of poo? What what are the bouncers doing? Uh, they it's not the bo- bo- bouncers. Yeah, the Muscovan. They're not. Yeah, the no. The, as this is happening, they're they're moving to the backstage, and the curtains are closing. And <laughs> did and, they pick up the cape? Uh, the curtains closed before you could see. Okay. Okay. All right, and this I think is probably a good moment. Let's take our little break right here. And then we'll we'll resume afterwards. Okay, sounds, sounds good. good. Take a few minutes and see everybody on the other side. And we're back from break. Michael, it is back to you. All right, so the whole theater is now screaming and racing to the back. The people in the back of the theater have no idea of John shitting in the front of the theater. So everybody's just kind of in a panic, making their way out to the lobby. And that would be y'all as well, except for John. John, you apparently no wiped, pants up, <laughs> swamp butted to the back of the theater. I uh, know I'm going the same direction everyone else is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah back of the theater. Back of the theater. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Front of the house, back of the house. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, you know, Michael, this is kind of on you. You did give him the stomach gurgle. Well, I did roll a 95 after I ate mm-hmm. the suspicious chicken. After you ate pocket chicken. But he could have waited be, until you exited fair. the theater before but, giving you the well, stomach gurgle. And then none of this would have happened. Been, no, that wouldn't have been a 95 then. That would have been a normal crafting experience. I gave him a, I gave him a gurgle <laughs> and maybe a clench. A gurgle and a clench. That was not... Well, no, it was to me, it was the clench that indicated that there was no <laughs> that it was time. No the point back. of no return it had been reached. Yeah, and I don't want to take any blame for what Rick started. He's the one who started <laughs> handing out chicken. Yes, once again, no return. Rick, I, I want to see the uh, conversation between the theater owner and John Brown. Boone. <laughs> <laughs> 
He may be John Brown now, I guess. Be, that's why I'm running out with the crowd, so there will yeah. be no conversation. I'm okay. just going to... Yeah, I may but they pick I may you out by your this, I may run out of this whole fucking campaign. I might, you guys go right, I go left, and just head out of can, town. Can you take Bella with you? <laughs> we can say, we can say that they did. Hey, wait, do we get to decide what happened to Bella during the poop scapade? Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> So Bello is is kind of large and off balance in this costume, right? And as the the crowd panics and races out the back oh, of no. the theater, uh, and he rolls down into the huge puddle of poop. Okay, okay, no, just, uh, no, just we're, throw it out we're, there. We're, we're gonna option. move. We're gonna move away from the brown shower. Just brainstorming. Just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Just yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. All right, so he gets knocked down, and um, as y'all y'all are kind of y'all, since you were in the front row, you'll be one of the last of the crowds to get towards him. You see him there on the ground. He's been uh, stepped on pretty profusely. Ooh, he might have a broken wing. Y'all remind him that uh, when he shows up next week, he took five damage from that trampling. So I'm guessing there's a broken bone and possibly a (laughs) concussion involved in that. He must have banged his head pretty hard. As you get to him, though, uh, y'all make an empathy roll. Somebody, everybody give me a D100. I definitely don't have that stat. Yeah, everybody roll a D100. Joe has empathy. Oh, yeah, that seems appropriate. Joe, is, as you get there, now I roll small. well. Yeah, I rolled a seven. You definitely uh, roll better than me. I rolled a 73, so I have more important things on my mind. I got a 71, so not happening. I'm All right, 70, Joe, 73 so, here. Okay, so Joe, maybe you grab oh, and Rutherford, Rutherford. Rutherford hurt his knee, so I'm helping Rutherford as well. Oh, hell no. You're not helping anybody. You were all alone. I believe okay. that Culligan might have so helped what? Rutherford. Okay. I'll help Cup. I'm going to help him. And the whole time, by the way, that I'm helping you, I'm trying to explain to you how the magic was real. Okay. <laughs> and John, you're doing a squawk walk from the front of the theater. Is you just kind of like, no. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. I am running. Oh, Are you kidding? The lubrication <laughs> is. Oh, stop. Stop. It reduces stop. friction. Oh. And you guys have raised babies for heaven's sake. Oh. Just, just for the record, I got an X card for an NPC running her fingers through your PC's hair. New disclaimers. Hey. You everyone, put X card everyone, at any time. Everyone has Use your power. Personal Who memories for X carding. Uh, Joe, you can sit up in your little window and you can you can raise an X card too. So you're all you're all this is where you are all complicit. Complicit. This is where you have to pull out your excrement card. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. Are we gonna do anything before 9 p.m. except for talk about poo? Okay. So uh you, Joe, and Franny uh you you grab Franny and you say, Oh no. I don't know what you say, but you, whatever you want to say to help the chicken, the chicken person up. <laughs> I don't think the keeper made his empathy roll either. 
no! <laughs> the keeper is counting the minutes until he can kill Bello Poulet. <laughs> keeper rolled a 99 on empathy. Yeah, as long as the only reason Bello Poulet is still alive is because Rick isn't here tonight. Franny, the chicken's been plucked. We have to help him. Oh, you that thing's on his own. All right, I'm going to just start with my little size 40, <laughs> tugging on the unbroken wing of Bello okay. Poulet. Franny, you rolled, you rolled empathetic enough that you are compelled to assist as you watch Joe attempt uh, to get the chicken person up. I, I'm helping Joe, not, not that chicken man. Well, that's fair. All right, I'll, I'll do whatever's, whatever's necessary to help Joe. Okay. Uh, let's just, for the fun of it, y'all make a strength roll. Oh, that's going to be really great. So <laughs> great. Oh, it was great. And then you Seriously, it. I'm on fire tonight. Oh, I can't wait till this luck runs out. <laughs> no, I did not. It was not a hard it. success. While you're uh, yanking on him, can you realize that it wasn't a costume? That he's some sort of uh, chicken human hybrid? <laughs> No, I don't no, think we can change Rick's character that's, that's in his absence. Not, it's not going to happen. Can you bring these dice to Chaosium Con? We need to bless them. Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. I will bring them. All right. So Joe and Franny, you managed to get enough kind of leverage and you you get Bello Poulet back on his feet. He's very disoriented though. And as you, as you escort him into a packed front lobby in fact your your immediate thought as you enter the front lobby is why is everybody standing in here uh there's there's many screams and yells and oh the smell the smell is awful and uh you managed to usher bellow over to a bench where uh there's some people sitting and you convince them to let him sit down I'm going to push this one along a little bit since he's not here. And uh, in fact, his kind of um, he, he doesn't smell bad, but his chicken costume doesn't smell great either. Right. He wears it a lot and <coughs> kind of sweaty and a little bit foul and uh, a little so foul, it, a little foul. And that was <laughs> happened anyway. Uh, and so as you get him closer, you know, a few feathers tumble to the ground and you manage to convince them to get up. Uh, but mainly it's his smell and you plop him down. Okay. Well, my empathy has done all it's going to do. I have to go find Cully. <laughs> okay. No one's going to step on him now. So, and and you'll you'll see me if you see Rutherford, you'll see me with him, and I'm sort of helping him along with his bum knee. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna wander away from uh, from Chicken Man, uh, saying, "Crab, crab, check, check, crab, check, crab, check, crab, crab, check, check, crab, And I'm I'm keeping my head really close to my chest and just trying to force my way through and out the out the door. Okay, so as you as you work your way, <laughs> the whole lobby is is 
shoulder to shoulder. And as you kind of edge your way through, John, uh, everybody in the foyer is uh, you hear men and women's voices just all around go, oh, that smell, the smell has followed us in here. Oh, it's awful. Oh, why can't we get out of here? Somebody open the door. And about that time, you hear, uh, my God, I wrote down every character's name but this freaking character. Holy crap. What's Levine's first name? Somebody help me. It's also John. Tyler. Okay. Wow. Well, that's easy. All right. You hear John as you arrive at the front door and he's, he's quiet. Quiet, everyone. Quiet. Quiet. I, I, I understand that there's been some sort of incident in the theater and uh, I, I have my crew. They're, they're working on it. My apologies. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, it, it has seemed to have made its way up here. Uh, if anybody is in need of a washroom, they're located on this side of the foyer and this side, please. Woo. Please, woo! Okay. Please, well, I beg you to take your use of it. I'll make my way to one of the washrooms then. Okay. And uh, as you do, he keeps on talking though, and he says, uh, "We are in a bit of a lockdown at the moment. Uh, my apologies to those of you who aren't from around here, but those of you who are will be familiar with this moment. Uh, the." Wild dogs have come back into town and the authorities have us on lockdown again for the moment uh, while they try to apprehend the animals. I, of course, don't want anybody to get rabies. That would be awful. And so uh, I ask you all, in spite of the odor, I will do my best to make you all comfortable. And I ask that you uh, please... Uh, occupy yourselves for the time beings until we hear otherwise. While he was talking, Franny's going to walk around and close the doors between the theater and the lobby. Okay. Uh, the, the, the lobby can't actually hold everybody. So as you close them, Franny, uh, a few people are left inside the theater uh, if you want it that way. Yep, screw them. Stinks okay. out here. Yeah. Uh, the event that he's referencing, for those of you who live in town, John, this uh, certainly wouldn't be you, but uh, everybody else, I think, it, and uh, Bellow, it wouldn't make sense for. But everybody else, you're kind of used to this every so often, once every, oh, three to six weeks. Uh, there's authorities that move through town warning of wolves encroaching or rabid dogs, and they ask everybody to stay in their homes while they take care of the situation. Now, there's been quite a few town meetings about it, and the uh, nobody's been harmed, so it doesn't raise too much alarm. And uh, the town's been pretty compliant in this because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't upset the activities too much. It doesn't put people's lives on hold too long. The most it's ever lasted is a couple of hours. And uh, it really doesn't impact lives that much. People just tend to stay wherever they are. If they're in a restaurant or a grocery store, they stay there. Or if they're at home, they stay there. 
until uh, somebody usually goes through town making an announcement that all's clear. Question. Does, yes, does, have have, have we ever seen any wolves or dogs? That's my question, too. Uh, let's see. Make... <clears throat> I'm going to go out and say, yes, you have. Well, have we... It, we have, or we have talked to people who have. Let's make let's make a knowledge roll on this. That would be good. Let's make a anyone who roll. lives in town. Well, if you're asking this line of questioning, yeah. Oh, I'm super smart, and I got an eight. So yeah, it's a super crazy hard success. So knowledge is is EDU. knowledge yeah. education. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a success for me. Okay, Extreme so what success. what you know is that there's uh, often people who say they've seen these wolves, or even people who've called the authorities. You've never you've never seen them firsthand, and your accounting Rutherford of them has often been very divergent. So. One person might say that they saw a coyote or fox looking animal and another might say they'd seen, you know, a full blown wolf and others saying, you know, packs of wild roaming dogs. The stories never line up and okay. you're you're often. Yeah, actually, this falls right in line with Rutherford because with his extreme egghead intelligence, he's always trying to break down um, things that are sort of like the magic that aren't real and finding the logic in it and the science behind it. And also he suspects things going on and bigger tests happening. And he's, you know, he, he senses this is a huge ruse for bigger tests that are going on nearby. Um, and so he has that, he has that, and he you know, leans over the Cully and he says, Cully, I happen to know for a fact that there, there's no dogs and this is an opportunity for us to, uh, to, to uh, get out of here. If we have to, this isn't a good place to be right now. And when you look over at me, what you're going to see is that I'm looking a little like a little bit worried about this. I've been hearing about the dogs and I actually have a like a really well-made slingshot on me. It's something that I've been carving over time and it's just been in my pocket. And when I hear this, I'm just sort of playing around with it. That's uh, the suspicious keeper face in case you missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, I happen to have my handy uh, dynamite. dynamite and it's my 12-gauge sawed off. That's a little pocket slingshot. The thing does like 1d3 or something. Like All it's right. barely got any damage to it. It's just, oh, okay. it's a kid's thing. Okay. And just so there are no surprises, I have about a dozen uh, throwing knives on me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do! <laughs> My father was a, a knife thrower at the carnival, and I learned how, I practiced, learned how to, I gave myself a throw of 70. Okay, that's good. Uh, are there windows in this theater, or in this lobby that I could see outside? In the washroom. So there are, <laughs> I, 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 did a, I did an awful little sketch of the theater, so here's the front of it. And the front of the theater is, can y'all see that? 
Uh, like my awful little sketch. Closer, closer. Oh, so there oh are two gosh. floors. Padlocked. Yeah. So there, there's these uh, really uh, heavy wooden doors on the front with no windows whatsoever, and this is an overhang. I can't oh, draw in wow. depth, but that's an yeah. overhang mm -hmm. with some lights in it. Yeah, cool. And then there are these large kind of tall windows, uh, but the way that those windows kind of look in, um, uh, the lobbies open and all oh, the way okay. to the ceiling. Oh. So those windows are uh, everything, the walkway in the back and the doors that those are to, like the seating upstairs <laughs> in the theater. Mm. Uh, that's all you would, you would be... Oh, probably 20 feet back from those windows if you stood on the second floor. In the <clears throat> Joe would like to know if there are any doors off of the lobby other than the two indicated washrooms, the theater, and the front doors. I think the fire marshal will be upset about this place. Yeah, it's the 1940s. Uh, yes, yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a death trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Wait, did you answer the question already? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> no, I'm oh, confused. No. It's no, 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 no. I just, it sounded like the answer was no because everybody was saying, no, it's a death trap. I thought I wasn't being mean. I promise. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm just a kid. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You oh, can't no. act like I'm the one that's mean to you anymore. Uh, it's pretty much everyone. <laughs> I've probably deserved it at this point. Okay. Uh, so did you answer Emily's no... question? <laughs> <laughs> He's redirecting. Keep her on trial. There's no doors. Okay. So okay, you did say no that. No doors, no windows. So there's a space between the second floor and the windows. So you can't get right to the windows. There's like this open area in there's between the lobby. There's stairwells on the, on the edges of the lobby that go up. Yeah, that would just take you upstairs to the upper section of seating. Right, and those would be a ways across the theater from the windows. Yeah. Yes, yes. The lobby okay. is so just, I am going yeah. to go up those stairs and with my binoculars look out the window to see if I can see oh. any actual wolves outside. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from there, give me a spot hit. We're still here. He's just rolling dice. And while he's rolling dice, we'll talk to you about Spangler's Peanuts, the best peanuts you've ever had. I did. The have candy peanuts that melt in your mouth. Spot hidden. I just made it. Okay. So from your vantage point with your binoculars, uh, you look out and you see some, you know, it's it's a city. So there's there's buildings everywhere. And you see lights flickering through the streets and, you know, you're kind of scanning and occasionally you see the military police, um, but that's all that you see. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Military police. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, not, a, not an unusual sight for here. Right, like you're, you're both a research facility, and somewhat of a, a there. There's always the research facility is part of a military base, so 
not totally unusual that you would see these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. For your PC. Still looking for a way out. Joe's going to okay, stick trouble. her head back into the theater. Are there still people focusing on the front, cleaning up the mess, or have they finished? What's yeah, the status make a, in make the theater? Make a little constitution roll as you stick your face I into know. the theater. I know. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. What the hell do you think I've been eating that makes it like mustard gas? Pocket <laughs> chicken. Oh. It's a regular success. Okay. Uh, the smell kind of smacks you in the face. You're like, ooh. Gosh, and you you pull your shirt up and put it over your nose and uh, start to move through the back of the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about the rest of that question I asked you? I don't know. What was the rest of the question you asked me? (laughs) I asked if they were still cleaning up in the front or if there was any activity down there or if they were done and it was just the people milling around in the back who couldn't fit in the lobby. No, this isn't like a little Joey poo when he doesn't get out in the morning that like, you know, you just like kind of clean up. He like ruined the carpet. Yeah, there's a crew down there cleaning. Okay. Are there any doors in this room other than the two stage doors and the theater doors, the lobby doors? There are not. There's no like sound booth or access to the lights. Sound booth? (laughs) It's like 1941. No. Damn it. No. Okay. Is it a no. movie? Is it a movie theater as well? What? No. Why? 1942? Oh. Fuck's sake. I'm going to sneak over to one of the side walls and see if I can look more closely at some of this strange mist holes. Um, I forget what you called it, but essentially trim, you know, like baseboard. What did you call it? Relief work? Relief work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Right. And so are there holes you... in the relief work? <laughs> yeah, and as you examine it, it's approximately every six inches there's a little hole. They're tiny though. They're really, really tiny. Hmm. Like probably the, the size of the head of a pen. Oh. Okay. Fair yep. enough. Yeah. Like, I'm like surprised I noticed that. I must have rolled really well. You did. Like that big. And I'm just gonna is there any chance? Maybe with a luck roll that any of the relief work is loose. Mm. Sh- sure. Sure luck roll or sure it's loose. Sure luck roll. Sure <laughs> luck roll. All right. That's a 92. Yeah. Uh, it, this theater has been built recently, like most of the town. and it's well constructed doesn't seem to be any sort of loose parts okay well i can't take the smell anymore so i'm gonna go back out in the lobby Mm -hmm. that was pretty bad is it well constructed though if there are no ways out (laughs) (laughs) it is solidly constructed 
<laughs> there are really no ways out. A lot like a coffin. Well built. <sighs> hard to get out of. Y'all, y'all watched that movie where they put all the people in the theater and burned it down? I don't think I watched what, that movie. That, that Quentin Tarantino one? With, yeah. Uh, or how about the one? Oh, there, there's a S- spoiler uh, alert. There's a what about the Jalo one, right? Where they're watching the movie and the demons come out of it. Oh, that one's good. Demons. Yeah. Demons. Demons. I think they do Coke out of a Coke can in that movie. (laughs) If I remember right. All right. right. I need to find Kali again. And not key bumps either. They did some serious Coke out of Coke cans. All right. What are you finding? You're getting Kali. Go, Kali. Mm -hmm. Go, Mm -hmm. Kali. Go, Kali. Get your Kali on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you find a way out? No, I couldn't find anything. They're still cleaning up that mess in the, well, you know, the mess. But I I was hoping I could get to the stage. I wondered if there might be like a loose panel or something. But I tried the door at the side before, and it was locked. And I, don't know I have to tell you, though, I saw a really weird thing when I was by the door. There was this mist, and it was... It seemed like it was purple and it was just floating. And then I noticed that at the bottom there were tiny, tiny holes. And I think the mist might have been coming out of the holes. And I don't know what's going on. So I've never seen anything like this in my life. And this, Mr. Rutherford said that it's not magic, but how could this not be magic? I saw the spirit. This was magic. I saw the spirits. I saw your reaction. It is dangerous when things come from the other realm. It is so dangerous. Yeah, according to Mr. Rutherford, there's no other realm. Mr. Rutherford does not know what he is talking about when it comes to to this. I know. He's pretty smart. You're pretty smart, too. I don't know. All I know is I got my slingshot in case those dogs get in here. (laughs) Maybe we can talk about this more later. Yeah, yeah. But I you think... have to be careful messing around with things that appear in our world. Yeah, I want to ask Mister. What? How do you say his last name? Fimer. I don't want to call him Dick anymore. Fimer. Yeah. I don't. We got. I want to talk to Mister Fimer about this. I want to find out what he thinks. Why he brought us here? He thought that we were going to see something he didn't see, but. All I saw was was magic. All I saw was spirits and ghosts, and and you almost passed out on the floor because you were so scared. I'm just so glad they in. disappeared and they didn't do any harm. Well, it, whoever we know, we know the do- the dogs come around every once in a while. Have you ever heard of them locking someone in by boarding up the doors or putting big padlocks on the door just to keep them in? When's that ever happened before? Oh, you weren't padlocked in, just to be clear. The doors were locked. I thought you said there were padlocks. I didn't say there were padlocks. There was was a a padlock padlock on the the, picture. In the drawing. Oh, 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 that's when it's like closed at night. They padlock (laughs) it from the exterior so nobody can get in. Got it. So it's just just locked. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, this isn't some wicker man kind of event. It it sounded like it was getting a little Uh, creepy. uh, Safe (laughs) to assume that Franny did not overhear that conversation. Yeah, because I think, well, based on where y'all were, it'd be hard. There's a lot of people we, going on, yeah, so unless we, you were next to them. Yep. We'd go off and sort of whisper in a corner. We're, we're getting away from the adults. Okay. 
Oh yeah, um, I keep forgetting Franny's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I said, let's go back. Let's talk to Mr. Femer. 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 You can say Dick. Femer. Okay. <laughs> let's go to. Let's go talk to Mr. Dick. And uh, I want to find out what he what he thinks and why he brought us here. That is a very good idea because I I signed on for watching a magic show, but not encountering. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to see the dead. That's more than magic. So all right, where I, is he? Yeah, we're walk, We're going to walk around looking for a Dick. Okay, and yeah, here you are, Michael. <laughs> Michael, you are the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> yeah, you just walked right into that, Dick. Hey, are you ready to play with Dick? Here comes Dick. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Culligan, how are you doing? I was curious on uh, what you see tonight. Hey, guys. We're not... We're not doing well at all. This was this was crazy. That was the most amazing but, thing I've ever seen. Yes, but it this, is quite phenomenal. Yes, I believe. It, you, I thought it was going to be a magic show. I didn't think we were going to see see dead people. We were going to see spirit. People. Wait, we had spirits. We had poor Joe. So was terrified. She was on the floor cringing. No, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to scare your poor little friend. It's Joe, do you fine. want to tell him? Do you want to tell him what you saw? Well, I, I think I, I think I saw the same thing that you did. It's just that you don't understand how dangerous these beings can be from outside beings? of our world. No, this is all illusion. These are not beings. I want to know how the trick is done. The trick. It is my fascination. These are not beings, little Joe. I don't know. If that was a trick. I don't think there's ever. That couldn't have been a trick. That was real. Yes, to your young eyes, it look it look real, but the reality is, it is only trick, right? It is smoke. It is mirrors. It is some sort of. You just don't know. You sound like Mister Rutherford. Well, you are so insistent, young lady. Why are you so insistent? What do you think you saw today? <clears throat> I saw creatures not of this world. Were you in the same thing that I was in? I think so. Yes, you see faces up in the mist, yes? Yes. And then you see projection, right? Like out of movie, right? The people, they're burying somebody in coffin, yes? I, well, I've never seen a real movie, but I imagine. I have to tell you, I have seen this show four times now, four count them somebody always asks about their dead relative right and when they ask about dead relative they show somebody being buried they believe that that is part of the act right at this point they know somebody will ask who died where are they now and they show something about somebody being buried make an intelligence roll okay Ooh, pretty good Uh, hard Um, success hard success okay you're not convinced by his reasoning you you're firmly ensconced in what you saw yes are you saying that to the keeper are you saying that to me (laughs) 
I'm yeah. saying that to the keeper. Oh, okay. to, to myself. Okay. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. As we're having this discussion, and we can certainly continue it, you hear uh, John Levine from the from the front of the theater. Uh, you hear him. Quiet, everyone. Quiet, quiet. I I believe I hear something. And sure enough, you hear what sounds like an air horn or uh, some sort of emergency horn out on the street. And it goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. And then you hear voices kind of going up and down the street through megaphones and says, uh, the animals have been contained. The animals have been contained. You are free to move about the night. We apologize for any inconvenience. And then again, the familiar whoop, whoop, whoop. The animals have been contained. The animals have been contained. You are free to move about. We apologize for any inconvenience. And on that, we will close. Okay. All right. Very interesting. I'm, I'm very interested in that phrase, the animals have been contained. Interesting. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Don't forget, we're going to be at Chaosium Con in Ann Arbor, Michigan. April 8th and 9th. If you're there, say hello. And until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com, on Instagram at underthelibrary, Twitter under the LIB, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So for myself, for Michael, for Emily, Scott, Wayne, Chris, and even for the absent Rick, thanks so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. It's foreplay for the end of the film. Sorry, foreshadowing. Whatever floats your boat. There's a terrible joke in there with coming attractions, but I don't want to go there. Oh, no, that's horrible. Can you stop making fun of me? Michael thinks I'm a big liar. Someone needs to ding Michael. What is that? Can we see your nipples through that shirt? I don't know. You're the one talking about pig fantasies. You've never met a pig? Michael just said story. You went immediately to pig. I won't deny that. Wait, have you met a cow? This is not my pig. That is not my pig. Snap a doodle doo.